Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Mark Henry, Bully Ray, and Mickey James talk to Nick Nemeth, formerly Dolph Ziggler with the WWE, now working New Japan and where else? We talk about it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Nick, after watching you at New Japan, I think we are seeing a newer, better version of Mr. Nick Nemeth. What do you think about that? You based all of that on me wearing a suit? Um, <laughs> that's fine. No, no, no. Uh, I, I mean, I've been, I've had a very fortunate career. I was very lucky. Uh, almost 20 straight years in one company. And now it's a chance just to just uh, see what else is out there and try a few other things out. So I hate sitting at home. I cannot stand it. Uh, even in between WWE loops, two or three days, I start getting antsy. I want to get out of here. So the last three, six, eight, ten months, I have been training twice a day, making all these different adjustments, just getting ready to go. Okay, at some point, you go back to full-on proving yourself all over again and uh you better be ready to go and not just sitting at home sipping my ties in the backyard which i did for a little while uh but still it was be ready to go no matter what so there's no issues there's no people oh he's protected or he sat around loafing around nope i did everything i can to be ready to go and i'm still in the middle of it right now i feel uh that i'm in the best shape of my life and not just how people say that like oh yeah, I got divorced and I'm in the, I'm doing the best in my life ever. And you're crying in a corner. I, I I'm was waiting for a moment to get going and make myself get slapped in the face again and go, remember the stuff you did all the time. You can't wait to do it now uh, uh, on a different stage. And man, I cannot wait. Nick, uh, Nick, the line in the song goes, I'm young running free. I just want to concentrate on that word free for one second. How does it feel to be free of a company that you worked for for so long? And when did that feeling of freedom hit you? Did it hit you the minute you hung up the phone with them or did it hit you weeks or months later? Uh, it, it's weird because um, it, it was, I was preparing, you know, for the last six, eight, 10 months going at some point I have to make a change here. So as you get ready to go and you see that you don't have a chance to be in a pay-per-view match and steal the show you don't have a chance to have a six-minute match and steal the show 
you have a match where at this point it's three minutes and you don't get an entrance on the show and everybody knows who's winning the match on the show. And, you know, can I find a way to have that work? And then once that started happening, uh, I mean, that even a couple of years ago, uh, when Rude and I were tagging, we'd have three or four or five minute matches. So I was starting to think like, hey, man, at some point I need to be back, ready to go. Will my shape and stamina still be there? So I've been preparing for this so long and getting things ready to go that I uh, I wasn't like, what? What do I do now? Like, holy, I'm free or whatever. Like it was, I was planning this along for the uh, half of this entire last contract with WWE going, I know at some point, uh, I am being paid way too much money to sit at home. So I'm going to have to get out of here. So I just wanted to always be ready to go just in case they said, Hey, by the way, I know you've been doing 90 second matches. Can you do 35 minutes on TV with the undertaker? You're damn right. I can. So I was ready to go anyway. I just wanted to have every option available. And it's, so it was so it wasn't out of the blue and it was, I had sent a few emails to the boss for the last six months, definitively saying, I have to move on somewhere else. Can you let me do this? And eventually, without uh, exact back and forth, that's how it worked out. So it wasn't weird uh, because it was so six to eight, ten months in place for me going, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Okay, great. Now I have 90 days of sitting around, which is going to break my heart, but I got to do it and I'll just take up the uh, extra workouts and everything like that. Nick. We know who you are on this show. And there's very few people in the world of pro wrestling that you can plug and play against any talent from the top of the card to the greenest guy that you can imagine. And that's you. you you're, you're a master, a savant, an expert um, at your craft. And the ease, you and Randy Orton are the two easiest people I ever I ever worked with, and on top and in the mid. Um, did you ever feel a sense of lack of confidence in the so, in, the, in the process? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, and and every man all the time. Uh, I, I was, uh, I think I'm on year 20 of, is everybody, everybody going to find out that I'm a big phony and I don't know what the hell I'm doing because you don't have that confidence sometimes, but every three or four years I go back and go, man, I stole the show on this match, me and John Morrison. Oh man. And you go back and look at it and I go, I'm so embarrassed at like waiting somewhere and not waiting somewhere. And I'm watching me. And then three more years goes by world champion stealing shows. I go back and watch those two, three years later and I go, oh my God, how could I be so bad at this? But it's, we're all our harshest critics. I totally understand that. But there is that day every couple, every couple of years without having to look back where I would readjust and go, this is, this is C minus work when I thought it was an A and it just makes you keep going and going. Now, the last six, eight months to where I'm not used to that 25, 30 minute match time. I started saying, can I still go? Can I do everything? And it's it's knowing that in your back pocket that everything that you worked up for is just slowly ready to go at all points and all times. And it helps when you have 18, 19 years, you have it in your back pocket that you can always just 
when this situation arises, boom, I can go here. Somebody's shoulder came out of place in this match. Don't worry. I got it. We go here. And then you continue on and do things like that. It just, it's almost like it's stand-up comedy. If you get 15,000 reps in, you start to have things in your back pocket. You start to figure out what your, uh, just the story that you're telling is, even if you lose the crowd for a second or somebody, something happens here. And it really is a, a, like a unique set of skills that several people have. But I feel like I have been, I have been someone who, like you said, could be plugged in. There was no need to add Randy in here. He's getting his praises every effing day. So F him. So there was the thing where it's like, Jesus, everyone's like, you're so good. You're so good. And Randy, he's going to be just fine. F so like, like, let's talk about me. Like, Hey, you know what? Randy, bring it back to me. Yeah. Come on. What the hell? I was like, hey, this is a great interview with you. Can you give me Randy's autograph? Like that's fine. Um, <laughs> there is an extent where, of course we all love, well, love him. I can't stand Randy, but like, we love how good he is at his job and it like actually makes me very angry and also makes him very angry that I'm good at my job. So it's just, you find a way, like you forget sometimes when you're like, Hey, I haven't won a match in two and a half years. Am I good at this job? Why am I here? Why are these millions of dollars coming into my, my house for me to have a 30 second match? With, and you go, don't worry. There's a reason it's still there because if something happens, you are always the break glass in case and bring you in there. And it's happened several times in the past. I've been Bully very said it to make it happen. Bully said that about you. You're the in case of emergency break glass guy. Yeah. So I feel like the, especially the last two, three, four years, it was, uh, I'm Ozzie Smith sitting on the bench. And if you need a shortstop, I save the game at shortstop. If you need a closing pitcher to make it happen. If you need somebody to catch, if you need somebody in center field and clearly, uh, I look like I can play all those positions too. So there we do. Uh, do you? Yeah, James. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah I is. do. Oh yes. my god. Yes, I do. I've been do. waiting my turn. I'm so happy to see you. I'm so excited for you, actually, because I obviously was there with you. Well, when I was there, I was there with you. Um, and so I know, and I can understand how it feels to be like feel like you're so damn good, and you've been good for a very, very long time. Like I could, I would say that you're probably one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. I really believe that you're so good at what you do. No doubt. But I think you get a chance now. Every door is wide open for you, right? Like so, anything that you want to do, and then the potential to see all these matchups against different people out there, um, it's just going to be crazy. And I think the wrestling world is going to go nuts. And I'm excited for you, and I'm excited for you because, like when Bully said, freedom you now have the freedom to kind of do exactly what you want and to paint that picture exactly how you want to paint it. And now you have time to work more on your stand-up, you know? And if you Why need do I need jokes, to work on it more, Mickey? Well, because if you need jokes, I have so many, right? <laughs> no, that's not. Nice it don't waters. work like that. Oh. That's going to be a part of his act now. You're, that's going to be a part of the act. Oh. No, no, no. I, I, James, uh, I, I love you. I've known you for jokes. 20 years. And it's, and it's, and it's, I appreciate the nice thing you said, but it is true. It's like you can, I was just so used to, uh, I've only, I didn't know independence before this. I came to WWE after wrestling in college. And right. uh, so I've only known the system I've known. And it was like, and also you get a little spoiled, like, Oh, you're you open an email and you will and you go to the airport and everything's taken care of. So now it is an absolutely right. very much different thing. And uh, it becomes you're 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 working for yourself, but also you're picking your schedule. And yes, there's there's matchups out there and there's different things. And I go just 
just from uh, uh, surprising everybody, I hope, kept a great secret, I thought, showing up in Japan and then and that in a world where the internet is 99% negative, in a world where wrestling fans on the internet are 99.9% negative, I got very solid feedback. Not just like, hey, I like you or you suck. Like it was, hey, this is cool to see you in a different environment. Oh, I see. Now we can have this matchup. Maybe this thing can happen because of X and Y. And it makes you really want, you're like, man, you know what? I still have this. I, I feel like I'm 25 years old. Um, I've had this unbelievable career and I don't mean uh, titles. I mean, I've missed like three weeks of work in 19 and a half years. And two of those weeks were just told, let's, let's be careful and play it safe. So I have this insane, uh, well, skin care routine, Mickey, as you know. <laughs> and then also I'm somehow, my body is ready for this. I think because of the way I trained for college wrestling at Kent State and St. Ed's, that I have this stamina, I have the, the muscular structure to where somehow maybe that has really helped me stay healthy all these years also. And it's just so funny to me. And it's like, yeah, you're, uh, so many positive comments. It was so funny. And then it would just be like, man, Daniel Bryan, he, he's so good. He's like the best in the world. Dolph, uh, 10 years ago, maybe he's probably washed up. And I go, I look like a million bucks. I don't, I, I'm so good at like making things happen, no matter what, whether it's two minutes or 20 minutes. And I go, man, I don't care what other people say, but I'm really looking forward to going the things I do behind the scenes or in the ring that I have the last 20 years of WWE bringing that to several different places and uh, maybe even as like a hired gun bouncing around and just saying, here's what I pitched to WWE 20 years ago for me to be the modern day Ric Flair who shows up in a territory and makes something happen and steals the show with their champ without even knowing who the hell he is and then moves on to the next town. So hopefully something like that, uh, which I've been really looking forward to for a long time. Yeah. Nick, the Dolph. only thing better than being great is proving it. Damn. You get the opportunity to tell a motherfucker to their face, follow that. Yeah. I'll see y'all at the next show. <laughs> you don't get, you haven't got to do that in a while. It, it's been a while so since now, I very angrily I came backstage and threw a chair and said, follow that, MFers. Yeah, but yes. <laughs> Nick, the I, thing, I'm looking the forward thing, to you. The thing that sucks is I've seen you have those matches, those follow yeah. that matches, and it just fall on deaf ears. Back in the day, if you could have matches like Dolph had, you got pushed to the moon. But if they don't have the idea to push you to the moon now, you could have any. You could have your five-star, six-star match, and it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, Nick, my real question was this. Um, uh, did you did, Was it a dream of yours to work in Japan? And what was it like being in a Japanese locker room for the first time? Uh, so two different ways. I uh, was thinking about that for a long time, going different places for the last few years, especially focusing on like, hey, what do I want to do for the next move here? And that's been for a few years working on a plan. And I go, first and foremost, I've heard so many different things from Ambrose and all these different guys about how you need to see what this locker room's like. You need to see what it feels like to be there. And I go, man, I wonder if I, I'm a, can, can I adapt to this? I feel like I can adapt to anything. Can I? So you do a little homework and you bounce around and you go, man, this would be something really special. One, I've made a, a, a career out of famously saying, 
I don't watch wrestling. I hate it. All these different things. And I, it's usually a joke, but um, I just hated what I was doing you know, that you couldn't really critique it at home. So I go, ah, I hate wrestling, blah, blah, blah. But then you get a moment where you go, I can one, be a part of something special, but two, see in a, a completely different environment, not just go to a different state and wrestle and go to a different company in the United States to expand and go, I feel like I can do everything here. Now I'm going to start over other places. Can I start from the bottom or the middle and recreate it? Almost like a twilight zone where the guy w- wants to go back in time and go, can I remake my fortune? Can I remake my career on a, in a different level on a 2.0 scale? And uh, I really thought a- after laying into, no, I don't watch wrestling, I don't care, I'm retired, that I feel like and going above and beyond to secretly get to Japan and put this all in place and just getting there and walking into the locker room and knowing two or three faces, which really helped because I was really going somewhere. I brought my brother with me and uh, where I didn't know people, I didn't know what was like, am I welcome in this locker room? Am I uh, a scumbag to these guys? Am I someone who's okay? Can I earn my way into this locker room? What, are, what What's the situation? And it, it was, we, it was so weird, but fun because you see a couple of faces. You're like, oh, okay. And you feel like, okay, I'm kind of at home. I'm not accepted yet. How can I get accepted? What can I do to prove that I want to be here, not for myself, but to help, to make the show better, to make the company better, to make more eyes come on this? Can I help out? And you really start to think that you can and you and you watch. And uh, I really got to watch closely uh, a lot of that entire card and some of it uh, from the front row, which was really fun. And just watching it in person, I go, okay. This is different. This is special. I can go with this. Oh, I can do something with this guy. This guy here, I go, oh, I could really see this aspect of me going here and maybe making things happen and walking. And since I was a surprise, I didn't get a chance to walk around in the arena a couple hours before. I go, whoa, this is a big effing deal. I was hidden in the back. And when I, um, my brother and I walked out, I went, oh my God, this is not just another level of different situation. This is this is big. This is huge. And I got little shivers down the back of my neck here. And I went, man, this can be something so special. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I can to make that happen. You know, you know, Nick, and by the way, that twilight zone episode you're talking about is from season. Is all of them. (laughs) But, uh, but Nick, um, you know, one of the greatest moments I experienced as a fan was the night that you cashed in the money to bank at the uh, Brenda Burn Arena at the Meadowlands. Well, that's because um, you're a mark. But and and I and I always say I saying, am. No, I am a I'm mark. Sorry. You know, I was going to say effing mark, but I know the swearing rules. But it, but it's but it's worked out for me. Too. I have the number one show on Sirius XM. Um, <laughs> Super aggressive. The number one pro wrestling show on the planet, Busted Open, is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Join me alongside two WWE Hall of Famers, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the hardcore legend, Tommy Dreamer, plus Thunder Rosa and Mickey James all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring. Listen to Busted Open right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
Mientras crecíamos, vimos a nuestros papás siempre ordenando la casa. Now that we have our own, entendemos la importancia de mantener una casa limpia y ordenada. One that makes you proud. Por eso puedes contar con IKEA. IKEA knows that having a place for everything makes it much easier to maintain a happy home and your peace of mind. When you shop at IKEA, cada dólar rinde más. Visit your nearest IKEA store to find the best storage solutions para tu hogar. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into $1,000 with NBA, NHL, and college basketball entries today. Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Prize Picks is the perfect selection for me. Download the app today and use code BUSTED for a first deposit matchup to $100. That's code BUSTED for a first deposit matchup to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you're probably thinking, what's the catch? Well, there isn't one. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bill, and unexpected overage. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. It's crystal clear, and it doesn't kill my monthly budget. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Nick, you know, you had that moment. You cash in. You had 20,000 fans cheering for you when you were a heel, by the way, when, you're ca- when you made that money in the bank cash in. Like, when, when was the transition that happened where you are that top guy and everybody's behind you to becoming, like you said, that utility player? When did that transition happen for you? Uh, it really, uh, I'll make a joke here first. It didn't happen. It was, there's the moment. And then the first defense I, I lost. Uh, so, and that's, I'm not even referring to the title match, like just the first day back to wrestling, uh, losing matches. So it wasn't there that way, but there is that aspect of it's real to me and others. And then sometimes it's even more real. And, uh, I never really talk about this part as much as that moment's awesome. I will never forget it. Uh, my entire body had shivers running down it, walking down to this match because I, I, again, it happens to all of us to where you go, does anyone give a damn what I'm doing? Is this, does this matter? I know in my head, Oh, it's all I think about all day. Does anyone else give a damn about this guy who loses 95% of the time is a bad guy and is cash cashing in a chance to beat up a guy who is holding his leg and riling on the ground who just wrestled an entire match. You go, all these aspects make no sense. But in that moment, there was a time of 
the crowd was what kept me going. And I think nobody mentions this ever. There's got to be a bunch of different times where even the office was probably like, okay, enough of teasing this guy. We got to move on and go to somewhere else. But the crowd would be cheering the heel in the match who's not doing cool shit and like making the baby look bad, but is getting his ass kicked. But to a point to where they know the work is there and they see the movement and the fluid motion and they know the story and they see everything that happens. They go, I know this is going to be a great match or a great moment. So because of that continued outburst from the crowd to where they're cheering heels on television, not heels, one heel. And it really that the crowd did that. The crowd made that happen. They all talk about Daniel Bryan stuff. That's great. I didn't have a catchphrase whatever I, I don't want one i don't care there was this they kept it going even if i was on tv for a couple of minutes that day or not having something special the cheers and the response got me the chance to get the briefcase and then to get a chance i go man am i gonna be the first guy that doesn't cash in or loses it if i had a guess at that point hell yeah i'd be that guy and then uh because of the special uh had a great chemistry with Del Rio and we, we put together a beautiful two and a half minutes uh, that I'm so proud of because knowing the ins and outs and behind the scenes work of WWE, of like we can get these people drawn in. I can tell a story with it, with him being injured and me being injured and me being someone who never gets a chance to go all the way to the top and become champ. I go, it was just this beautiful brewing story because of intermeshing, you know, reality and the television show that we're on. So I, it, it became this beautiful moment that I could never possibly forget. And as much as I say that I'm good and you guys are get, saying such nice things, the audience made that moment happen. And without them, it doesn't. Nick, you, you, you mentioned your brother and, uh, and you also mentioned your college career. Um, I've seen you multiple times, um, use some of your your amateur background and you went away from it for a lot of years uh is there a chance that we'll get to see some of your uh some of your amateur uh wrestling again uh absolutely uh he and uh Arn anderson used to yell at me for not putting it in there enough and i was always there's it's this slippery slope of I'm a shooter, what we call, because I wrestled grade school, high school, college, but also I was so focused on the sports entertainment aspect that I would be like, well, I don't want people to think of me as a wrestler. I'm trying to be the, a number one guy in WWE, so I would get away from it sometimes. But then Arn was so insistent on it. Uh, IRS, too. So many, so many different guys. Uh, Dean, so many different people would be like, you got to. It's what makes you stand out, especially when I'm a foot shorter than a lot of other guys. You can get some things in. And the last, so that was on me for a few years. So I would make sure to incorporate it and it makes things stand out. And especially now going to Japan, I really look forward to someone being able to retaliate that back to me and be able to go and make a, a different ma matches look differently than they would have in WWE, even like a Daniel Bryan style match. Like him and I had a bunch in WWE, but it would be very different in this aspect. Uh, but of course um, in, in a non-negative way, several years of it was, well, we just lost three minutes in your four-minute segment. Can you ditch all your shit? And they go, yeah, okay, let's get to the pro wrestling. 
So a, a lot of it was me forgetting that every once in a while. But several aspects was uh, the last five, six, seven years was we have 90 seconds till break. We don't have time for your shit. So, okay, I'll make something else happen. But yes, man, I can't like I was looking for in that locker room in Japan going, who the hell can roll around here with me? And we could go and kind of crack each other in the face and try and make each other tap out. I look forward to it. Oh, my yeah. God. That's exciting. Like, oh, yeah, I can understand how you feel. I know, and I can understand how you felt like this heart because you you are very at the mercy of what is needed or what is wanted. But I think yep. there's one thing that's always been undeniable is that's your talent, and I think that's why the fans, when you say they pulled for you in that moment, but they still have pulled for you, and that's why they're so excited right now, right? Because they know how good you are, and we yeah, know how I, good. Yeah, you are. I, I and it's uh and it's been uh it's wild because so many ways uh you can find negativity in it and i just i had i've been the luckiest guy in the world i had almost 20 years at a company where so many ups when you with the downs i everybody has the downs but man to have the ups and moments that i had i i everyone goes oh you got screwed around you're like aren't you mad like dude i am the luckiest guy in the world i'm so happy and now going i could be coming uh get getting out of WWE going, ah, you know, my back really hurts. My shoulders a little out. I don't know if I can really like, no, no, no. I feel like I'm 25 years old and I'm looking yeah. forward to it so much that that last conversation that when Mark asked me the question, I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to fight this guy. I'm going to fight him. It's like, it gets you so excited. <laughs> one, because I've been sitting around not wrestling, which is killing me, but it's, it's really a chance to go, Hey, for the 1% of you who can't stand me, I'm going to show you that I'm good in a different way of this wrestling. So you got to have to learn to be mad about my haircut or something. <laughs> so, so Nick, I could ask you a question about the past or I can ask you one about the future. I'm going to go with the future on this one. Is there one guy in new Japan that you have now seen right in front of your own eyes? Or is there one guy in another company that you go him? He's the guy I can make magic with and a million dollars with. Um, I've been trying to look at that very closely for the last few months. Um, and watching, especially when I was in Japan a few days ago, watching, there was a couple of tag teams there that I was impressed with also. But uh, I, I, I watched, I've seen Osprey wrestle before. I've seen Ambrose wrestle before. Moxley. And I had not seen Finley. And I go, man, everyone to me seems like a young kid. Seems like uh, they're going after it. And I heard he's been there uh, back and forth in Japan eight, nine years. And I, and I go, I don't know what his work is like. Can this guy go? Can he do a thing? And I got to sit front row and watch a story play out with him and his partners, with the match, with uh, um, teaming up in the match. And I went, this is a young guy who can go, who has the potential, who is a champion at the moment. And I really think there could be something there. I don't know. There's something missing at the moment, I think. But he is, I didn't know what the work was going to be like. And I went, all right, he can go. He knows when to make things happen. He can beat the hell out of somebody if he has to. He knows when to be out of place and out of mind when something else. I go, there's something there. And I go, I, there's a little bit of an attitude there, too, which I really, really appreciate. Especially in the old days, they used to tell us, go out there and step on some toes. And then I'd come back to grill and they go, whoa, not those toes. And uh, 
with this, <laughs> you get to see, oh, this kid's trying to make something happen. Man, I want to smack the look off of his face. And uh, and it's not just there. Like I said, I've been watching forever. And uh, I'm just, um, when it comes to younger guys or whether they're younger or not, I even saw, I watched a little bit of TNA and I see Moose moving around and I go, does this guy play football? This, he can do this. I'm like, man, why don't, why is that not a household name? And then I watch a little bit of WWE and I'm watching NXT and I go, Oh, I remember seeing this kid when I was there for my six weeks working hard. Oh, he's standing out like this. And you go, man. And I uh, was very fortunate uh, to work with Steiner. And I go, that was one of the few kids that I was already in the ring with. And I went, man, this is going to be fun when they pull the trigger with this guy. And that is coming from a bitter guy who walks in like, uh, who's not, who's here to take my spot. Like, Oh, this guy. And I loved when I got uh, just a few minutes in there with Steiner before we got to our story, before we got to the wrestling. And I go, I love where this kid's head at his head is at. And I want to work with him so he can make a bunch of money. And you don't see that with a ton of people, but I was, uh, very fortunate to see several uh, this weekend that I went, man, there is some money there and they're already making money. But I just, to me, an outsider going, man, I can do something with this person here. It's, it's beautiful. Dolph, I've never seen Nick. I've never seen you have a bad match in your opinion. Have you ever had a bad match? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. I don't believe yeah. you. I don't believe you think- I bet. I Bullshit. bet you Hornswoggle was involved. You've never had a bad match. <laughs> No, no, it's a, I, I appreciate that very much. And it's it's not it, smoke blowing either. It's yeah. legitimate. I wouldn't blow smoke up your ass. You know that. Uh, I believe that very much. Uh, but but you, tell me, tell me, a, give me a bad match. I don't match. want to see that. Give me an oh, example man. of a bad match. I'm not asking you to throw anybody under the bus. Just tell me yeah, about yeah. the time you had a, a match where things didn't go so well. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I wouldn't even say, because uh, uh, there's fun ones like, oh, not fun ones or somebody gets hurt, but something weird happens or you're, a crazy moment happens and you have to work around it. I, I, I thrive on that. I wouldn't count that. I'd be like, Oh, I made something happen improv style here because this person's shoulder blew out four minutes into a 22 minute pay-per-view match. And then there's, there's different ways, but there are, man, there are some matches to where, and one it's when I go back and look a few years later, like, Oh my God, I look like I'm an amateur, but you know that you're just like, Oh, I needed to learn that I needed to lay down and stay out of the way there for a second. Okay. I got it. But then there are some matches where, well, you know what? You know what's a really fun one? I just remembered uh, me and another person that is on the Zoom call. We're in a multi-man match, if you can imagine. And things didn't go exactly how they should have. And I believe I'm, I'm really bad. At, I think Wade Barrett threw me into Mark Henry's pod at the Elimination Chamber. And I went and it exploded the door. And we were, I think we were even in Texas too, to make it even a bigger deal for Mark. And Mark is standing there and they, and he is not supposed to come out for three more people. Uh, so he, they throw me, uh, I think Wade throws me and it breaks. It's not supposed to, it wasn't a plant spot. And I'm laying there with like broken plastic on the ground. And I just hear the crowds come up and just start rumbling for Mark. And I go, Oh my God, he's not supposed to be out here for 20 more minutes. And I'm like, what the hell are we going to do? And I'm like, don't come out. Don't come out. And you can't hear me over the, over the roar of the crowd. Who's chanting for Mark to get in the ring. And then I just, I'm laying on the ground and I just see a boot go past me and I go, Oh no, what are we going to do? And uh, we had the craziest improv on the fly 15 minute match 
with six guys that uh, that is some crazy ass shit. Um, I got to a point where I'm trying to call a match on the fly for six different people where you can't talk to them and the camera has to be on you at all times. So I got to a point where I, I think I told, man, it's not Ryback. Is Ryback in this match? I'm really bad. Anyway, I told Ryback, take everybody's head off, put me up in a suplex. He's holding me up in a suplex. And I tell the referee to come over. He's, I go, holding in a stalling suplex. I, I call a spot to tell tell this guy to do this, tell this guy to do this, and tell this guy to stay the fuck down. All right, give me the suplex. Boom, puts me down. Somebody else, Mark, clean house, and then we're all gonna beat, we're all gonna beat you up, and you stay down. Okay, great. Somebody else, and I think I either get to another Ryback stalling suplex or some other thing where I go, okay, after eight minutes, we now all have our orders. There's no way this is gonna be great, but I think we can improv the rest of this match and make it all go down. And that was some of the most exciting. 12 minutes of my life in a terrible, terrible match. But uh, but it also, like, it was funny because you never know what's going to happen, man, and you got to be ready to go. So your man. worst match ever involved Mark Henry. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And he's uh, not the only one that had one. <laughs> I think the worst uh, part about I think the worst part about it was that Ryback one. Um, <laughs> but, How dare you be Smirch Ryback's name? But but Dolph, does it get to the wrong point, show, like, Dolph? But Dolph, you're on but the wrong Dolph, program. Does it get to that point though? Like if that was anybody else, there'd be pats on the back and like way to goes. But because that's you, it's like they almost expect that from you because you're so um, damn good. Uh, a little, it was a little bit of both. It, 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 yeah, I go, uh, and, and, uh, and there's no world where I'm taking all the credit here. I'm just telling you my experience for the, the, a couple of minutes in there. We all worked together as a team and had to relay messages to each other and run through the ref, all these different things. I'm just telling you my aspect of it. But it was, you got to the back and uh, they're like, hey, thanks. Thanks for putting that together or making it all work out. And uh, Mark was really great because Mark was like, Hey, that some that all hell went loose, and, and we made that all work. And thanks for you know not being not ruining the match. And I was in like, yeah, hey, absolutely, yes, sir. But uh, it, it is in the, even in that match where there's so many moving parts, it was like, yeah, that's why you're in the match. And you go, I'm not someone who needs the pat on the back. Um, and I think I got so used to not getting the pat on the back for 20 years that you go, oh, that's why I'm Ozzy Smith. That's why I'm here. Okay, okay, I got it. You know. Well, Nick, I uh, appreciate the time. I know we went long. Uh, thank you for everything. Again, looking forward to what you do in New Japan. Looking forward to what you do in Puerto Rico with the WWC as well. I mean, this is such a great opportunity for you and a great time for you. So can't wait to see what the next step is going to bring in your career. And just I'm, announced uh, in Australia. Yeah. That's all that. Yeah, James. Big, you're going worldwide, bro. Uh, oh, yeah, is that why I, it's I, a it's, world tour t-shirt today? You're well, going with the world tour. Crap is crap world rap tour. Is you, crap 99. With a gallon. WCW. I think that's the show that I, I went to watch that you were on and you wouldn't sign my autograph. Wow. Anyway, I wow. forget about that, but that's not important. You're James. still holding on to that. I'm just, just asking why you were drinking a gallon of cranberry juice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, well, I'll make it really quick. Uh, thank you for that. But uh, Vicky um, snubbed me as a fan, my very first show that I went to as a fan to watch a Cleveland All Pro Wrestling. And she was like, oh, I don't have time for your autograph or something like that. And then I did not. Like, she flipped her hair and walked away. Anyway, <laughs> you hair flipped uh, him. 
some, wow. some people just he some remembers just this a whole different way. I guess some people are just better than others or think they are. Wow. And, and then I met uh, him at OVW wow. and we've been friends ever since. <laughs> no, I love Mickey. I'm just joking. Oh, that didn't really happen, but I did go to a show and she was there and I did not get an autograph. I'll just leave it at that. Um, but <laughs> I blew him off. Uh, I, did, I want to do a, a real tiny thing. Uh, my brother worked really hard on this mini zombie film that Maggie Levin directed. And it was the funnest, coolest thing we ever did. Trying to make an action hero zombie movie about me going to start wrestling around the world. And uh, I am so proud of everybody worked so hard on it. And uh, we're releasing it on um, Instagram today, the full movie. And I just full movie. It's, it's oh. four minutes. It's a mini short, but like it, man, it was uh, so fun and so cool. And I just wanted to, Go, hey, not only am I going to bounce around the world and go try to steal the show, do everything I've been doing my whole life. There's this badass movie that we just made together just to let everybody know, let alone whatever else is coming soon. So I, I'm looking forward to it so much. And most importantly, the Browns on on Saturday. I'm trying to get tickets to go see them. Uh, wild card game. See them beat up the Texans. Just walk so, up. Sure, like you don't have just the walk money. Up. Yeah, just let them know. You don't have, <laughs> yeah, just, call just them, walk up to them. the loading dock and tell them who you are. I mean, I, nobody I'm else like, is trying I to go to that game, James. so. Wait a second. Wait a second. In, any Nick, comedy oh. shows coming up? Uh, so my brother and I are working on a, another mini tour. Like every couple of months, we'll put together a couple different shows. We just uh, a, a company just asked to like start making them for us. So we're picking up some cities uh, before Christmas. We did Chicago, L.A. So we'll bounce around where there's like an AEW pay-per-view or a WWE one. But uh, I wanted to take a few months to for the first time in my life, just focus on wrestling. I, I want to be in that shape that you can't get in unless you're wrestling in. And I haven't been right. wrestling wrestling uh, for a couple of months. So I, I'm focused on that for six, seven months, and then I can relax here a day or two. Well, Nick, sure. Um, I'm sure our boss, big boss man, Eddie Brasilli, can get you those tickets for the Browns game. We're well, going to start working on that right now as soon as this show is over. But, Nick, thank you so much for the time. We truly appreciate it. And like I said, can't wait to see what's next because there's a lot on the table here. So thank you so much for the time, Nick. There's a lot coming. Thank you guys so much. I uh, appreciate your show and what you guys do for, for professional wrestling. Uh, we Even though you called me a Mark. Um, I, I was going to say an effing Mark, but like, no, I didn't know the rules about swearing, but now I know. Uh, now you can Nick say fuck shit, whatever you want, Nick. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. 
That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash.